I mean, all the shit that I was excited to talk about, the recently, like, the new movies that I've watched, now I'm just, I'm just drained, and I feel like this is stupid. You're watching over there some kind of high art that nobody can understand, and I'm, I'm watching Spandex. Mmm, coconutty. Oh, I probably should have peed too, but... Yeah. Unique doesn't necessarily mean good. Alternate timeline, Eugene thinks that this is a pretty good movie. There he goes, my co-host, Captain Busy Pants. Yeah, a couple thrusts and, you know, the bed... <laughs> you have sucked all the life out of me. Just, I'm dead inside. No. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Not bad. Just opening a million tabs right now for... In case we do a speed round. Okay. Because I gotta... I better remember any of these movies, so I gotta see what they're about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, we... I mean, we're so far behind on reviews that... Oh, I, this is my one-year anniversary, sir. I'm officially one full calendar year behind on the written reviews. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I've... I'm all the way back to, uh, like, as far as movies that I have watched but I haven't talked about. Like, I have my own... My own podcast, um, full, like, a document. And I, I, every movie I watch, I put, I have my own separate list of movies I watch, and then I copy those over into here so I can talk about them on the show. And it dates all the way back to 11118, uh, for movies that, I mean, I've got months and months and months of movies that I, that we haven't talked about because. Me too. I don't know what the date is on them. But I'd have to look at my other notebook yeah. where I actually do written reviews. That's now a year behind. Yeah, um, and whenever whenever I get to one of them, I can I actually delete it off of here. But I mean, at this point, we've been lately. It's been like one or two reviews each. <laughs> yeah. Well, that I, I'm okay with that having that backup. That's nice because it frees me up that I don't. There were times early in the show where it was, oh man, I gotta I gotta watch something so I have something to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And me too. And now it's like. Nope, I'm just, I mean, some of this stuff, like, beware of my brethren. I'm like, what? That's something. I, I saw that months and months ago. I'm like, hmm. Two, six, seven, eight. Oh, nine. Zombie High. I watched Zombie High back in. I got ten tabs of movies open that only one of them, I really, two of them I actually remember. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Yep. Yeah. Terror is a Man. That's a movie from, from <laughs> November. Blue it, Juice. That's a movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, With actually some big stars in it. Yeah. I mean, there's some good stuff in here that I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could have talked about that. But then there's stuff like Deadly Daphne's Revenge. That's That exists in the world of Vinegar Syndrome, I believe. <laughs> it's probably on your shelf. Oh, it is. It's, it was one of my monthly, monthly, monthly garbage bin dumpster deliveries. Mm-hmm. How's it going otherwise? Eh, eh, Oh, you've been so busy. Not so much. Hey, I texted you pictures of movies I was watching last night and ghosting me. Completely ghosted. No, I didn't ghost you. I, uh... Or did you fall asleep at 9? Uh, yes, I did. Because... (laughs) Oh, you did? Corbin got me up at 4 a.m. the day before. Oh. Because he had bad dreams and stuff. Okay. And then I had a dentist appointment that day. So those two things on top of each other... Eric is unconscious by 9 o'clock. Don't ask any questions. Yeah, because when I text, texted you a picture of Cobra Kai, I'm like, nothing. Just nothing. Yeah, I, I'm like, I, was, I was completely unconscious. 
Oh, okay. Well, that would explain that. Right. <laughs> As opposed to many of the texts I sent you this week. I, I just assume it's a three or four hour response time for you this week. Oh, it's <laughs> it, it has been busy. We sold a house yesterday. That's good. Good. Um, so, I mean, but it's just, oh, it's just, it has been, <sighs> it's been busy. And then we're dealing with our own house stuff. And, ugh, yuck. <laughs> it gets me angry. So, Angry voicemail messages, and I just I don't like it because then I just feel like I'm I'm a jerk. I'm being a jerk, but I'm like I, you're leaving the messages or getting them. Oh, I'm leaving the messages. Oh, okay, you're good then. Yeah, I'm I'm leaving them. Um, but it it's squeaky wheel gets the grease, and it's the way it is. Yeah, that's the way it is. We our backyard is a swamp, like a it's a lake when it rains because someone didn't put a. Uh, Proper drain in. Proper drainage in. And so whenever it rains, it just forms. And our neighbors are, they, their neighbor, our neighbors, they built their lot up higher. So it's just, now we're in a valley and it's infuriating. But, and it, and as, as you would expect, they're all pointing the, everybody's pointing the fingers at someone else while we're the ones in the middle being screwed. Yeah. That's, that's all, that's all always the way it is yep. is what we'll call them it's their problem no we'll call them meanwhile we're the ones that are it's, that's always the way it is but yep whatever it sounds about right yeah so I guess the kids have a place to swim <laughs> in our backyard <laughs> meanwhile all the reasons I have to bitch about my house uh, this was built like in the 50s so everybody that built my house all those idiots are dead yes they are yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything that's wrong with my house, I'm just like, oh, what moron did this? Yep. That you get to deal with now. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, good times. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Oh, hello. Last night I was, I mean, and the kids were like, I could tell they knew that dad was pissed. They were just quietly eating their snack or whatever as I was just... <laughs> and, you know, lawyer, at the end of the day, like... I will lawyer up if I have to, but someone's going to take care of that. Yeah. I didn't build this house and, and buy this lot to have a swimming pool in our backyard that we did not personally put in. Right. Because it's bad. So I, it's, and it I is. I mean, you had somebody put in your lawn, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and he, he was like, uh, you're going to have problems. And sure enough, it's problems. And he's like, he's like, man, I, I don't know what to tell you to do. He's like, anything that you do moving more dirt in here, he's like, you're just going to create more pools of water he's like it needs a drain yeah that the alcoholic um developer didn't do nice. cheers yeah cheers i'm eric so, i'm pissed <laughs> how are you though <laughs> oh i'm uh, all right i guess I'm, right. I'm i'm hanging in there <laughs> i gotta as soon as we get done here i gotta take Daughter to the doctor because she rolled her ankle at softball practice Ooh. and can barely walk. So I might be out of softball for the rest of the year. Oh, I, so woohoo. Yeah. I guess for that. Is she at home or is she? Uh, she's at her dad's house. I got to pick her up. But So it, is she like off of school? It's that bad? Yeah. Yeah. She oh, said she no can't kidding. Even, she said she can't even walk. And I, you know, if you, well, you don't have any 14 year old, 15 year old. I've, I, it, when they get that age. And they haven't broken a bone. They're like, ooh, I hope it's broken so I can wear a cast. It'll be cool. Yeah. They do that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. But on the other hand, I'm like, 
Ooh, no more softball this year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh is, is she in anything else, or is that it? Uh, I mean, as softball is finishing up, volleyball begins. But that'll be later in the summer. Yuck. Yuck to all of that. Oh, it's, <laughs> uh, it's awful. And mm-hmm. we got track tonight for the boys. <laughs> At some point, you're going to become a coach, too. That's that's what's... Oh, I already am. What are you talking about? Every time they oh. do soccer, uh, my brother-in-law is the soccer coach. So, Therefore, you... Well, yeah, he needs a volunteer, and I'm not going to... I, He's an awesome guy. I'm not going to just show up at practice and here's my son sit on the sideline and watch him you know like that would be that would be awful oh uh to be living where no one knows you ah uh. <laughs> you know you you switch between episodes you, you i know i do you're like i got no friends and then you're like <laughs> then i got like, no friends <laughs> woo-hoo, i'm on an island all unto myself and literally i am on an island right no. now you go to movies with steven you go to you got, yeah. you got your other friend up there. Yeah. Whatever. You got, you go to movies with your, with your real friends. I don't know. Remember the last time I was at a movie. Okay. Uh, do you want to go to the roulette? Uh, yes. Let's do it. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And on this episode of the roulette, it is the hard way, uh, from 2019 up against the Bye Bye Man. And I get to go first this week. Wonderful. This will not take long. After learning his brother died on a mission in Romania, a former soldier teams up with two allies to hunt down a mysterious enemy and exact revenge. And congratulations, you now know officially as much about the movie as I do. Starring Michael J. White, Luke Goss, Randy Couture with his weird fucked up ears. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, this was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise, huh? This, this was, I mean, within 15 minutes, it was like, nope. And, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Awful, awful, awful. But it also is for a certain audience, and that is the the action junkie who, in the 90s, would buy every direct-to-VHS movie that was just action, action. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We'll get into some of those later when we do a speed round. And, you know, that flew a little bit when the VHS days, in the high HD days, it does not fly at all, for me, at all. And I also watched a movie with Michael J. White this week that was really good. Mm. And then I watched this one. (sighs) God, help us all. So, when they're outside... And shooting, it looks fine, I guess. It's pretty well bloodless. Lots of shooting and falling down with eh, maybe some CGI squibs, but maybe nothing. Maybe also nothing. (laughs) When they're inside, everything is so completely overlit that it it just looks like I'm watching dailies of a movie that they're shooting that they haven't made into a movie yet. Yeah, that was my witch bullshit from last week. Yeah, where yeah. it's it's way, overlit. Way, way overlit. It looks like a stage, and it looks like they're doing a rehearsal because they're saying their lines like it's the first time they said them. And no, terrible. Oh, just <laughs> the hard way. Back to you. <laughs> and you, like, you were physically in the room. And... Oh, I, every minute. Every minute I was in the room. <laughs> It might have been turned down to, like, uh, three or four so that I could barely hear because it didn't matter. It didn't, it just talk, 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 and then punch a bunch of people and shoot some people and... Bloodless <laughs> shot, yeah. <laughs> the bye-bye man. Don't think it, don't say it, don't think it, don't say it. The bye-bye man. 
well, I will say that my movie was probably better. No, it was definitely better than yours. I'm sure of it. it this, this, it was in the theater and it felt like a theatrical movie. It was a legit quote unquote movie, not a shot on HD Handycam edited on a Mac. It, this was, this was a studio released this movie with a budget. And you know what? For the first, I would say for the first half of the movie, even the first hour, I was actually pretty into this. There was a couple of genuinely creepy ass scenes in this movie with the bye bye man, uh, and how he shows up. This is basically the guy. It might, hell, it might have even been played by the, uh, the guy from, um, the Stephen King, Mike Flanagan movie, uh, Gerald's Game. Remember in Gerald's Game where she thinks maybe she sees this really weird, creepy looking dude in the corner? Yeah. That's, uh, like, this Bye Bye Man guy looks exactly like that. Okay, so it's a Slender Man kind of idea thing. Yes, yeah. But there was, like, two, uh, two or three parts in this movie where I genuinely, it genuinely creeped me out and it wasn't even a jump scare. Like, I'm like, nice. They actually creeped me out without having a loud jump scare. It's a dread-filled scene that really worked. Uh, but where the movie stumbles is, uh, how do I say this? There's, you know, the, the legend of the bye-bye man, that whole thing, the whole legend and how you conjure him and how you get rid of him, I guess, sort of, is completely ridiculous and silly and doesn't make any sense at all because you can't say his name or he'll show up and it, uh, it, uh, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so it's trying to be like a, a candy man kind of thing. Yes. Or yes. It, oh, Bloody exactly. Or yep. But the, the, the rules, that the movie, yeah, yeah, yes. But the rule, all better movies, but the rules that are set don't quite work for it. But for a roulette Netflix movie, uh, it wasn't bad. I, I, heck, I even liked the first half of the movie. I'm like, shit, this is pretty good. And then by, by the time the movie ends, I'm like, oh, this just. This it, sounds it, like a Blu-ray you pick up for a buck. Yes, your, it does. It does. Where it's like, I might, it, honestly, I would probably watch this movie again down the road. I, it had enough scares. The acting was okay. Doug Jones was the bye-bye man. So let's see what else he's done. Oh, he's been in stuff. Oh, I've seen. Isn't he, wasn't he in Hellboy? Oh, that's the guy. Yeah, he's in Hellboy and Shape of Water and, um, okay, you know what? That does not surprise me at all. Now that I know that, I'm like, that, he looks kind of like that in the movie. Mm hmm. So, but, uh, anyway, um, it's, it's harmless. It's, you could do way worse. In fact, next October, you might want to give it a watch. It's, it's definitely not terrible. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's move on to discuss a little bit more about Netflix and where we stand on Netflix right now. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> next round coming your way. All three of yours are from an app called Hoopla. Um, that you can get if you have a decent enough library card, or a, a big enough library that's in the system of this, whatever. My, my local one, no good. I had to go where I work, half an hour away, and get one in that area, and I, I don't know, I was just randomly doing research. It's like, oh, this can get me the canopy and the hoopla, and both of which are now ripe for us to pull roulettes from. Yep. So you have three hour 40, hour 45 minutes uh, movies coming your way, and I don't feel bad about it at all, because they all look awesome. Uh, Summer of 84, 
It's the summer of 1984. Automatically, this is a win. Uh, The perfect time to be a 15-year-old and free, and when neighborhood conspiracy theorist Davey Armstrong begins to suspect his police officer neighbor might be the serial killer all over the local news, he and his three best friends... I mean, does this sound awesome? Yes. Yeah. Uh, That's the the, uh, the Turbo turbo Kid director. Oh, win! (laughs) Uh, Rabbit. A year after her identical twin's disappearance, Maud Ashton is haunted by visions of the violent abduction. Convinced Cleo is still alive, Maud attempts to trace her sister's final steps. I was like, eh, so I went and watched the trailer. And the first half of it, I was like, no. And then the second half is like, oh, we're a super duper culty movie with lots of cult stuff. And yeah, and you know, we'll get into more of that with recently watched with culty Oh, it was, I mean, it was straight, I mean, it had as much culty stuff in as that, as that trailer from the guy that did, uh, Hereditary, that new one from him. Oh, Midsummer. It, it was that level in the trailer of culty stuff. Awesome. And lastly, Cold Skin. On a remote island in the Arctic Circle, a young man finds himself trapped in a battle for his life against nightly invasions of unknown creatures that emerge from the ocean directed by Xavier Gens. What? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I added that in there because I knew that that would that oh, would, might, might be the frosting on that cake. How badass oh, does that sound? Yeah, damn. Oh, that's some. I mean, th- those three all sound good enough to where I might just say fuck it and watch all three of them. Uh, <laughs> next there's week. a strong potential that those will be on my coming soon for the week. Yeah. Um. Okay, wow, shit. I, Xavier Gens, that threw me for a loop. That, and I think I, it's starring Ray Stevenson. Damn, did that just come out or something? I have no idea, but huh. there it is on Hoopla. Hoopla. Okay, heading your way. First up, uh, this is... Now, the first one is on uh, Hoopla, then the other two are on Canopy. So this one is... The first one is The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The, the Bigfoot. Hour and 38 Minutes... A legendary American war veteran is recruited to hunt a mythical creature. And it stars Sam Elliott. So at the very, very least, you've got good acting more than likely. That's solid. Um, plus that title is just great. Uh, next up is, now you gave me, um, you, you hear, you gave me some suggestions, like a long list of suggestions. And I will, of course, most of your suggestions, I'm like, well, shit, I want to watch those too. So all of those ended up on my list as well. I have the mother load of all lists on Hoopla and Canopy right now. <laughs> Mine too. It's, 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 it's just like a gold mine. I'm like, fuck you, Netflix, and your <laughs> shit, shit, fucking awful, terrible, fucking shitty movies. Horror I'm movies. so sick. They, they I'm have so other sick stuff. of Netflix right now. <laughs> but they have, they have other genres. It's just in horror and sci-fi. Pretty empty. <laughs> oh, well, actually, as you've seen, their action sucks balls too. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay, next up is A Prayer Before Dawn. Uh, this is an hour and 56 minutes. I know it's a little bit longer, but this gets great reviews and it sounds, this is one that I really, really wanted to watch, uh, when it was released. Uh, in the theaters. The true story of an English boxer incarcerated in one of Thailand's most notorious prisons as he fights in Muay Thai tournaments to earn his freedom. And the Jesus trailer Christ, for this thing looks... Awesome. Oh, the trailer for this looks so badass. Uh, so it, regardless of if you pick it or not, sometime, uh, you throw that my way. I want to watch that movie. Uh, last but not least is this is one that I've actually watched. A couple times, and it gets my seal of approval, and that is Southbound. 
This is a horror fantasy anthology from a couple years ago. Uh, got several different directors. Uh, David Bruckner is one of them. He did, uh, oh, The Ritual, which is fantastic. And a segment for VHS. And I think a lot of these uh, were a part of the VHS series. Yeah, they were. Uh, but anyway, you know David Bruckner from Ritual. Uh, basically, this is... Uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's the, it's basically this town where all sorts of crazy, weird, horror-ish fantasy stuff is going on and they all kind of intertwine the stories and it is damn good. That is a great movie. Hour and 29 minutes. Good acting. Now, this is a little bit lower budget movie. You can, and you can tell it's like, this is how you do a low budget movie properly in my opinion instead of the garbage that we've been watching so southbound thumbs up from me and i'll I'll definitely be watching it at some point i'm not going to pick it this week and another thing we should mention about these services hoopla and canopy they do come with one hitch and that's you can only have so many rental borrows per month and i got completely screwed on maybe two from hoopla now uh the first one it sold itself as an anime movie and I borrowed it, and I, you know, I took one of my rentals, and I hit play, and it, no, it's a, it's a motion comic. Do you know what those are? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't like those at uh, all. It, it's, and... it's like you're reading me a story, and you, your frames of comic just kind of wave a little bit, and I, uh, nope, I skipped out on that one. And then I, uh, Red vs. Blue Season 14 was on there. Sweet! Borrow, hit play, and it just sits there like a dumb shit and doesn't do anything. <laughs> I'm like, great, glad I got that. It just it just goes back to the menu, like awesome. But the oh. actual movies that I've got have worked fine. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna take the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Okay, <clears throat> just because Southbound is the safe pick, and I'm gonna watch that. But yeah, should go with something at least a little roulette-y. I think that's pretty safe. Plus, yeah. uh, TJ watched it, and I want to see. Uh, I want to see it. Okay, and for me. Again, you threw me for a loop with uh, Xavier Gens. Oh, damn. I, I mean, I have to take Summer of 84, but man, that uh, made it a lot more difficult um, throwing that cold skin out there. But yeah, it, Summer of 84 is, I mean, that's barely roulette because it's going to, I can't imagine it's not going to be good. Oh, well, but. I mean, <clears throat> for you, it's got a lot to live up to. That, you, you're, you probably have a high mark for that because... Uh, and set in 1984 and slasher yeah. and yeah, it looks maybe like it might be writing the coattails of Stranger Things, maybe a little bit. Maybe, which is I'm okay with that. That's as long as they're a good movie, great. Well, and off of that, leading into our next segment, well, there you go. Uh, next week it'll be the man who killed Hitler, and then the Bigfoot up against Summer of '84. Uh, we're just gonna rabbit trail for the next segment. But off of that, did you see the trailer for Rim of the World? Just came out. Nope. This is a Netflix original. It's written by Zach Stentz, who I uh, have chatted with on Twitter before. Okay. Uh, he wrote uh, X-Men First Class and a couple other movies. He's just a writer in Hollywood. Uh, but I really enjoy his Twitter. He, he He's very interesting. And it's directed by the guy who made The Babysitter. Wait, Babysitter. Was that Mick G? Was it? I think the babysitter was the one on Netflix we both loved. Yeah. Okay. Well, who, whoever directed that, it was. And Rim of the World is 
uh, this kid goes to summer camp and makes a couple of friends, and then aliens invade the entire world. It, it's, and then oh. the four of them have to go on an adventure. It, it was, it looks awesome. I mean, awesome. But also feeding off of that Stranger Things kind of, you know, group of four friends who are outcasts kind of thing. Yeah. I'm okay with that, though. I, those were my favorite movies growing up, like the Explorers uh, Explorers, and uh, shit like that. Yeah, I'm looking here. Rim of the World. TV 14, uh, May 24th. Yeah, a couple oh. weeks. So there actually might be something on Netflix that I want to watch. I am so burned out of Netflix right now. You have no, I mean, for every love robots show, whatever, there is just bullshit that, yeah. I haven't been watching much on there. I've been on Pluto TV watching Gordon Ramsay yell at shitty chefs. That's, that's no. what I've been doing. No. <laughs> actually, we have been watching Netflix, the, um, street foods show, which is good. The, yeah, uh, that's a documentary. Uh, right? I mean, that yep. would fall Documentaries are pretty safe on Netflix. That and stand-up. Yeah. They're good. But it's the original movie. Not the original movies, but just the movies that they probably buy for a buck fifty. Yeah. And probably overspent. Yes. The hard way! Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rabbit trail. Okay, I'm up first. Uh, what I wanted to talk about with you. Everybody right now is talking about, well, because of uh, Avengers Endgame, everybody's talking about what's the future of the MCU, and nobody has any clue what the future is going to bring, and what Phase 4 is going to be like. And then this Spider-Man trailer drops, uh-huh. this new one, where Tom Holland up front is saying, spoiler, spoilers, if you haven't seen Endgame, don't watch this shit. And he was very right. Uh, and... So I guess for this conversation, spoiler, spoiler, if you haven't watched Endgame yet, we're going to talk about the new Spider-Man trailer, which involves Endgame spoilers, so you might want to skip ahead if you care. Yeah. But in that movie, excuse me, but in that trailer, Spider-Man meets Quentin Beck, who is uh, Mysterio, and they introduce him by saying that the snap, or the re-snap, whatever you want to say, tore a hole in the multiverse or created a multiverse. Yeah. <clears throat> and that he is from a different earth. Now the multiverse is not a new thing that's been in comics, both DC and Marvel quite a bit. I know more about the DC side than I do about the Marvel side. I'm not entirely sure how all that worked. You haven't watched Spider-Verse yet, have you? No, not yet. Damn it. You need to get on that because that, that seriously is involved in this because, uh, as I have been looking into this, some people have said that Miles Morales, who is the Spider-Man in, uh, Spider-Verse, who is from a different dimension, is was mentioned in the first Spider-Man, or in Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't remember that, but if oh. so, whatever. Are you, are you familiar? Do you have any idea what uh, the multiverse is, or do I need to explain that? Well, I'm assuming it's just multiple dimensions of superheroes, and if, you know. On the, I'll explain it the way I did online. On the DC side, and I don't know, t- I'm not an expert on it, because I have not been a huge fan of that stuff, and I don't, I haven't dived really deep on it, but say on our Earth, Batman is Batman, okay? That we know, yeah. as we've always known. Well, on Earth 37, maybe Batman uses samurai swords, and guns were never invented, and he kills people. Uh, let's say on Earth 432, Dick Grayson is Batman, and Bruce Wayne's parents were never killed, and he just became mayor or something. Like, it's just, 
you got all the same characters and they're all real around their roles, but there's always something that's different. Okay. Well, that might be the case of what they're doing here. But the problem is, and other people online have said this as well, Quentin Beck, uh, Mysterio, that is, is, a, is a villain in our in our universe, our regular, normal Marvel universe. He's a villain. And he's he was an actor. And all of his stuff is based on illusions. So he could be completely lying about there being a multiverse. Or that he's from it. It could be this, these other elemental creatures that are in the trailer are from it, and he's... Pre- or it could be that he's conjuring them. So, he's a liar. You can't take anything that he says for truth. <clears throat> so, with all that being said... Oh, let's not... Let's also remember that Disney finally acquired Fox, which means Fantastic Four and X-Men. Uh-huh. So, the question I put to you, where are we going with the MCU? Is there going to be an actual multiverse, and that's how they're going to suck in the X-Men and the Fantastic Four? Or is Quentin Beck lying? And see, I don't know that character at all. So, but could they, could he be? Could he be legit? Like in whatever universe he's from, could he be a good guy? That's, that's another theory. That's another theory I thought of. He it literally could be the Quentin Beck from a different Earth, from a different dimension, and in his world, Mysterio is actually a good guy. Hmm. And this all happened because of the uh, the time travel from Endgame, obviously. That's what they say. They say the snap caused the multiple dimensions, which, as I said last week, you can't change the past, forget that Back to the Future shit, but Cap went back and stayed there. That means that Peggy never had the kid with the other man. Yeah. That means that he had kids with Peggy. That means that he changed the past. Yeah. But supposedly that would only create a divergent timeline, according to the rules that they set up, so that doesn't make sense. He wouldn't be able to be back there on that bench. He would be off in some other timeline. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta watch. Honestly, I, the more I've I've been watching breakdowns on Endgame here this last week, I need to go back and watch it again, or three, or four, or five times, because not only have I heard people talking about things in that movie that I don't remember, but there are also clips that I've seen from the movie that I don't remember. Oh. Like, things that have been happening. I'm like, did I get just completely bombed when I watched that movie and I don't remember any of it? <laughs> I don't think so, but I think more, I, I was so trying to think of how this timeline shit was working out that I flat out did not even recognize what was happening on the screen. Yeah. Because uh, people are like, oh, do you remember the rat? I'm like, what rat? What are you talking about? Wait, what rat? Thank you. Good. Not just me. Awesome. Uh, apparently, the, uh, the rat has become a meme, and the rat is a thing. I'm like, what rat? What are you talking about? The rat that turned on the machine that brought Ant-Man back, I guess. Oh, okay, okay. All right. I, but but off the top of my head, I was like, what are you even talking about? And it, it, I'm not... Let me be clear. I'm not criticizing the movie for any of this stuff. It just that movie was so cram-packed full of stuff. I'm going to have to watch it four times to literally absorb it all. Yeah. Oh, that's what people are already doing. I mean, they're going back to the theater over and over for this thing. Already number two. Yeah. Titanic's been knocked down. Wow. So you think that Avatar is... Oh, I mean, it's got to, right? I haven't looked at the actual numbers, but in a week and a half, you beat Titanic? I mean, holy shit, that thing's been up there, what, 20 years? Yeah. The thing is, with, with that, is, like, it's summer. It's May. We've got a bunch of big tentpole movies coming out very soon that I'm sure are going to start eating away at this thing. Like uh, Godzilla, Al- even Aladdin, I think, is going to 
take, you know, hell, even P- maybe even Pikachu. It could. Very well could. Or Captain thing- America fights Captain America. I can do this all day. Do you remember that? Uh, yes, I do. That was when they go back to the Avengers, the first Avengers movie. I remember that, where they're... <laughs> I, I, I yeah. saw that clip and I was like, what? The rat what thing, though, you... All right. I... <laughs> Was that supposed uh, to be a big thing or something? Like, or... I, I mean, I, who, I didn't think so, but apparently it is because there are memes about it now, and you know, if there's a meme, it's a thing. Oh, it's a thing then. Yes, definitely. <laughs> or maybe we're just fucking old. Yeah, that too. At any rate, my point in bringing this up is, you know, how I like to make predictions about how movies are going to go and how things are going to go. Well, if uh, they said they had this Thanos shit planned out a decade ago, Kevin Feige's talked about that before. If that's true, then that means that. For all of the movies, they had an outline, right? Yeah. And for all of the phases, they had an outline. And for all of these one, two, three phases, there was an outline. Okay? So hang with me here for okay. writer writer stuff. That means each of the movies had one, two, three, had three arcs. That means e- each of the phases had one, two, three arcs that ended with an Avengers movie. And that also means that phase one, two, and three also had an, an, an over arc with the with the fucking stones to end with this infinity war and then end game. That is one big ass 22 chapter 11 year movie. And you're and they they were going with the mindset they're all going to be popular enough to warrant another one and another one and another one. Like all it would have taken is like one massive flop. And even look at Star Wars. It's like, "Whoa, Solo didn't do good. Um, we're going to put the brakes on any more movies after we're scrapping all other movies other than the next Star Wars movie and then we're done for a while." So uh, well, like that was they say all- that, but they're just they're just done doing they they clarified that statement. They're done doing two a year. They're not going to do that anymore. They're just going to they're going to reel it in a little bit, which mm. they should do. Yeah. Uh but my point being that if what Kevin Feige says is true that they planned that out 10 years ago, then it would stand to reason that they have the next 10 years planned. And if that's the case, and we're starting off phase four with this homecoming and the, or far from home. And the first thing they say is multiverse. That might mean that our next three phases of MCU is going to be dealing with multiverse stuff. And in which case at the end of it, I believe there was a storyline where they multiverse, they collapsed it in on itself so that there was just one universe at the end of it. And they could do that and bring everybody back. I mean, even fucking Tony Stark. I was just going to say, where does Tony Stark fit into that? Would, so, okay. It, technically, you could, because you got the Tony Stark from Earth 742, or whatever. And now he's the only Tony Stark. And he might not remember the snap and all that jazz, but but he's still Tony Stark. And instead of being a drunk, he is a pothead. I don't know. You know <laughs> could you be something as random as that? Yeah. I don't think they're going to do bring Tony back. They they really shouldn't. And the way that that Far From Home trailer plays, you really you really need to leave that guy dead. I agree. You still could bring back um Black Widow. That Soul Stone stuff. Yeah. I mean, That's yeah, enough science find, fictiony stuff that you yeah. can find a loophole there. Uh but anyway, I I I I'm kind of torn cuz I kind of hope they do the multiverse thing. Like, I could play with that for a while. I don't know if it'll last ten years, but look at Endgame. They made Thor the Dark World relevant, because they went back to Thor the Dark World, the same writers, by the way, and we're getting, you know, dealing with the mist or whatever the hell it was 
in that movie. Yeah. Well, now you got to go back and like really pay attention to that movie because apparently it was pretty damn critical. Which I think is really cool. I, I dig that. Even though I still have issues with that movie, I, I like that, okay, we're going to make that Thor The Dark World is a pretty important movie in this whole timeline thing here. And I, that's pretty cool. I agree. I agree. And it, it makes me laugh that it's the same writers because they're all like, oh, fuck you guys. You keep saying that this is one of the bottom of the MCU. Well, now it's one. Now it's very important. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. And even that, you know, that now granted, everybody has their favorites and least favorites, whatever. And Iron Man 3 is by far my least favorite. But I, again, I, I hit on this last week. I really do like that they brought back the kid from Iron Man 3. And one that you had to like, on initial viewing, you're like, who's the random kid? What? And so, yeah. you know, oh, well, now you have to do some searching. Who is this kid? And I think that's cool. I, I like that. I don't know. I just, I, the more I think about that movie, the more I appreciate it and what it, what it accomplished and what it set out to like, basically, okay, and now we're moving forward into like what you're talking about here. The multiverse is because obviously this is the springboard for phase four. Yeah. And, and well, and like I said, if they planned out the last 10 years it, back then, it would stand to reason they've planned out the next 10. Yeah. I would love for the fan. I mean, I granted, I like the X-Men, but I would love for Fantastic Four to be, to be sucked into this whole MCU thing. And they're going to be, uh, that's I don't know how, and I'm not a huge Fantastic Four fan. I, I care more about the X-Men than that. Yeah. I think it's because I, it's this just, whole multiverse thing that could be the gateway to get them. Yeah. Be like, oh, I know you're probably wondering where the mutants were for the last ten years. Well, now they're here. Yeah, I, I I think what I like about the Fantastic Four is there's four of them. So X Men, it's like there's a whole huge universe of X Men and X characters. There's just tons from these movies, and I'm sure from the comic books. But with the Fantastic Four, it's you know Reed Richards and Sue Storm and Johnny Bravo or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Um, and thing, but, uh, anyway, I, I've always been a fan of Fantastic Four and even, even the, what's the director's name from the first two? Uh, Tim Story. Tim Story. I, I like those for what they are. And I know that Josh Trank's version was a complete muddled mess, you know, but there is some good stuff in there. I just, I like those characters. And I read an article, oh man, now I can't even remember where it was. It was a week or two ago, but. They were talking about Trank's Fantastic Four, and the some things were revealed in there. That, oh, really? That, New stuff. Uh, just that that was taken away out of his hands, maybe halfway through. At, at, at which case, I hmm, I'm not willing to blame him for yeah. that. Ah, eh, whatever. Trank, Tranktastic. Yeah, I really that's something. <laughs> um, actually, I'll, hold on here. I want to see. Like, so Josh Trank. I've always rooted for that guy after the shit show that went down with Fantastic Four. He's got a movie coming out with uh, Bane here pretty soon, I think, this year. Yeah, Fon- yeah Fonzo. Yeah. There he is. He's uh, he's a good follow on Twitter, by the way. He doesn't oh, hold really? back. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He doesn't hold back. Josh Trank. Really? Yep. Does he talk at all about Fanforstic? Uh, he has a little bit. Interesting. Hmm. I just figured that that might be his... Uh, his David Fincher moment to where the studio just completely fucked up his vision, whatever. It, and it, I don't know what, if his vision was any good. Yeah. Cause we won't know that, but it very much felt like an alien three situation. Yeah, it did. Maybe hmm. even more so like, like yeah. maybe even worse than that. 
Yeah, because at least he finished the movie and uh, turned out good. Uh, ac- actually, it turned out really good after the producer the producer cut came out. Uh, granted, I haven't watched Fantastic Four since I saw it in the theater back when it came out years ago now. Uh, so I have you watched it since then? Yeah, I got it on Blu-ray and I watched about half of it, and then I didn't get around to finishing it up. There again, there is some weird thing that happens halfway through that movie where the tone completely changes. Mm-hmm. And you can just see it and feel it. It's weird. And I think that's where he started to lose control, you know? Uh my my favorite thing in the Fantastic Four universe though is Doctor Doom. He is yes, such I like a Doctor Doom. great villain and just a menacing bad guy. Yeah. So good. Yep, I agree. You could have I an agree. Avengers movie just fighting him. He's that powerful. My oh, God. see, that would be awesome. I would love that. To you know, and that's a character that a lot of comic book fans know is oh, Doctor Doom from like from the comic books and those other movies. Yep. Uh, uh Rabbit Trail, you. Okay. Um. Well, first off, happy birthday to Carrie Hen. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, they they old, mostly come out at night. How mostly. old is she? Uh, she's forty three now. Haha, so. older than me. Yep. <laughs> and then Brecken Meyer is 45. He's a year older than me, so ha ha ha. I'm a young strapping buck compared to old Brecken Meyer. Ah, I just love the reveal of what you're doing while I'm blabbing on about comic book <laughs> bullshit. You're like, I wonder whose birthday it is. <laughs> I actually just, I have the, the homepage of IMDb pulled up all I, the time when we're, and I'm like, and I just scroll down as you're talking. I'm like, oh, Brecken Meyer, it's your birthday. <laughs> Uh, as... I really enjoyed those four movies you made in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> One was Road Trip. Um, if you say so. Yep. Um, okay, why don't you talk about something you're interested in, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll look at birthdays. Oh, Randall Tex Cobb! <laughs> oh, what? Who? Randall Cobb. Who's that? Oh, you'd know him if you looked at his face. Oh, all right, now I'm looking at Rogero Diodato. That's his birthday today, and holy shit, I can't believe that... Today is his birthday! He was in Raising Arizona, Ace Ventura, Naked Gun, Uncommon Valor. Uh, you'd know his face if you saw it. What, what do I know him from? I know him from something very specific. Ernest Goes to Jail, maybe? Fletch, What's his name again? Fletch Lives. His name is Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Well, Blind Fury. Oh, there he is! You know that oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Yes, I know him. Personally, I, like, know yeah. him personally. Golden Child. Yep. Uncommon Valor. Yep. Good okay. shit. Yes. Um, okay, so my rabbit trail. Um, uh, what did you think of the box office this weekend? <laughs> oh, you came prepared. <laughs> I see. <laughs> um, oh, I just... Uh, yeah, so how's about that box office? Uh, <laughs> let's talk. Um, oh my god. Uh, the intruder did 10.9 million. Boy, I. <laughs> you really. I'm gonna blow my nose while you babble yeah. on. Good, good luck, because this will be great. Damn. Um, I was gonna go watch The Intruder, uh, with a friend of mine, uh, but then he had Game of Thrones going on on Sunday night, so, uh, we're not gonna see that. Um,. Oh, shit. I mean, I am... What else did I have to talk about? Yeah, so Intruder did 
not so good. And Ugly Dolls did even worse. Um, Are you just reading uh, Box Office Mojo? That's and, that's what you're doing. Here's the update. And and Long Shot that will be totally irrelevant by the time the episode comes out. <laughs> well, but Long Shot stars Charlize Theron and. <laughs> Here's the thing with that though. Judas you, fuck. You you'd think that it would have uh it would have done good with Jonathan uh Levine as director. He also did <laughs> uh well, not much. I guess warm bodies. Um but yeah, I with Seth, with Seth Rogen, I was expecting more. <laughs> then, <laughs> oh, please take over. I'm ooh. I mean, I just Blabbed for like twenty minutes. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, hey, how about this? Uh, Game of Thrones had a Starbucks cup in it. Yeah, uh, that's re- that's news. Yeah, somebody should be getting fired over that. Yep. I mean, good God, you made us wait two years and you couldn't take out a fucking cup. Yep. Uh, now my question for you on that, on the DVD release, the home video release, that will surely be CGI'd out, right? Oh boy, it's such a thing right now. It's almost like comical. I think they should keep it in. But yeah, they're gonna probably do a George Lucas number on that one. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're really like George Lucasing it to fix it. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. actually fixing something, whereas he was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of a sudden, there's Bantha in the background. <laughs> the musical number with yeah, <laughs> CGI. Sarlax and oh, oh. hey, did you watch the uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home trailer, the new one? We can discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're so lost. Do you want to just uh, take a break? Oh, oh, holy shit. Maud Forget. It's her birthday. Do you know who that is? No. She is an actress and writer known for Frontiers. Who is directed by? Xavier Gans. Eh, 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 we've come full circle and that's going to do it for the rabbit trail, ladies and gentlemen. Good job, Eugene. All right. Yeah, you really carried us there. Okay, let's go to Recently Watched, where I guess I'm going to let you start the fuck off because I'm getting a sore throat from talking so much. Um, Do you want to do a speed round? Let me see. Hold on. Where are we at? Uh, Oh, we got time. You want to do a speed round? Well, first of all, before we do that, I have... I'm... There's a piece of coconut pie... Or no, a piece of coconut cake in my freezer... And, ah, I'm see, I'm all fucked up now. There's a piece of coconut cake. Yeah, that's it. In the fridge, and I need a bite of that because I need I need my sugar right now. So cool. Just bear with me. Yeah, just leave me, but to my own devices. There he goes, my co-host, Captain Busy Pants. <sighs> Quite frankly, it's amazing that he can even carve out ninety minutes to sit here and bullshit movies with me. I can't even do that. I mean, he cares more about the coconut bullshit than he cares about you guys just so you know just so you know holy shit is this delicious what good good there's the there's the horn blow uh-huh yeah my sinuses are doing the same gugush happy birthday gugush her actual name is fahagin at sashahen nicknamed Gugush, and it is her birthday today. Happy birthday! My birthday is a couple weeks, turning forty. Eugene's probably not gonna buy me a present because he's a dick. But <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, he's a dick. That's what I heard. 
Oh, you're jealous of my delicious coconut cake. I truly am not at all. Oh, it's just mm, coconutty. Well, I would. Oh. If, what else would it be? It's so coconutty and delicious. Mm. I could have eaten the rest of that, but I'm like, no, just pace yourself. Oh yeah, thank you for having some control. Not, <sighs> not you know, interrupting the entire show to get a bite of food. I, I had, to, I, I could tell. I'm like, because I'm sitting here, I'm looking at the refrigerator, and I know what's in there. It's like that, and it's also like ready to eat. Uh, Chocolate chip cookie dough. Like, you can buy it, like, it's like, you don't have to bake it. You can just eat it raw. And so I don't eat like, sweets, oh. so I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, it's just, it's just heavenly. Mm. And this whole morning, I'm like, oh, I can't wait till the podcast is done. I gotta have my coconut cake. So, okay, I'm, I'm good. I've, I'm good. Got my sugar and blew my nose and I probably should have peed too, but, eh. ah, you can always take another break. Yep. Show's not important. Oh, uh, do you want to go first? <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. Uh, do you want a speed round? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, well, do you want to start with a speed round, or do you want to start with a, like... Let's start with it. I want to get it out of the way, because I have a bunch of new movies I'd actually like to talk about. Okay, okay. Let's do three minutes. How about that? Okay. How about that? Let me get my timer up. Are you ready? Yeah, and I think that what I'm going to mainly do is because I, you know, I write short synopsises or like a paragraph, not a paragraph, like a, maybe one or two sentences. Most of my reviews are going to be me speed reading that stuff because some of the ones that I want to talk about, I'm like, what is that? Because I'm going back a little ways. I'm like, what, what is that movie? That's so fine. That's, just try and give us a little something about the movie. Yeah. You know, that, yep. not just a title and it sucked. Yeah. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Set. Go. Okay, Necromancer, two and a half stars. This creepy 80s horror movie almost gets a three-star rating. No shit. And it might, if it ever finds its way to Blu-ray, something about a woman that's raped that gets revenge via a necromancer. I do wish they would have made this more gory, but I do like the 80s vibe throughout. I there thought that was on Blu-ray. No, okay. I don't think so. Um, Spellcaster. Sure, it's cheesy and very 80s, but I enjoyed this 83-minute horror light. Something about a group of contestants sent to a mansion to find a hidden check for a million dollars. There are a few good practical effects, and it's over before you know it. Decent time waster for sure. And I believe that John Carl Beekler did the effects for that, so... Uh, rest in peace, John Carl. The, the Killing Hour, one star. I stumbled across this on Amazon Prime and thought it looked interesting. Wow, was I wrong. It's way too long and far too boring to be worth even one watch. It wants to be a slasher, but turns out to be a boring cop procedural melodrama. Avoid it at all costs. I have no, I have no clue what that is. I don't remember that. Uh, Blood Salvage. I suppose this is worth one watch for fans of late 80s horror. It's basically a very low-rent Texas Chainsaw Massacre, complete with stupid but not funny jokes. Basically, a guy and his hillbilly boys kidnap people and harvest their organs. It sounds better than it is. Um, <clears throat> Ghost Warrior. Two stars. Meh. 80 minutes of an uh, unthawed samurai, samurai warrior running away from bad guys in 1980s city. It's fine for what it is, I guess, but it's not explain, exploitation enough. Much more action light than R-rated Grindhouse, which is what I just, which is what I was wanting. Worth one watch only. Um, Beyond the Door. Two stars. I really wish I would like this early 70s exorcist and Rosemary's Baby rip-off, but it's far too long and doesn't make much sense. There are some typical gross-out scenes, but otherwise, I am hard-pressed to find much to recommend about this one. Um, the Manitou, two and a half stars. No shit, wait, wait, that's not what worth... is it? 
the Manitou, or the Manitou. Indians! It's about an Indian witch doctor growing out of the... Oh, yes, that's right. An Indian witch doctor grows out of the back of a woman. Like, literally, a, a, a person is growing out of the back of this lady. And it's filled with mumbo-jumbo Indian stuff. Uh, and then in the end, it turns into Star Wars almost, kind of, in outer space, with laser beams and uh, Indians battling... It sounds better than it is. Dear Dead Delilah, there you are. Three stars. Surprisingly watchable for an early 70s vinegar syndrome oddity. This is a fair, this is a family melodrama with some proto slasher killings thrown in to spice things up. The acting is okay for a regional horror movie like this and the kills are sometimes quite gory to, so worth watching once. Oh, okay, that is like that set in a house and there's an axe and it's killing and uh, the, and Delilah herself is this really frumpy middle-aged lady that's, I think, mentally... Eh, something's not... Ah! And you're Whew. done. Eight. Not bad. Not that's bad. not too bad. No, that's and good. I really tr- and, 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 I, it really helps, like, for me just reading off what I wrote. That's because fine. it pretty much gave the... Somewhat gave the synopsis of what it was. And all of those movies were barely worth more than what I said. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. <clears throat> Let me get my phone out here. I, I was trying to give you a signal when there was 10 seconds left. I was counting down. Oh, there. and I was over here reading, so. Okay, I, well, if you can just give me a, some kind of wave when I'm about done there. 10 seconds is a good time. Okay. Are you ready? And go. The Seventh Sign from 1988. Starring Demi Moore and Michael Bain, Jurgen Prochnow. Um, yeah, something about, uh, pregnancy and miscarriages and the end of time or something, maybe? No recollection what this was about, or if I liked it. It just sort of was a thing that existed, and I watched it, and I own it. The seventh sign. Platoon Leader, also from 1988. Starring... Michael Dudikoff. Michael Dudikoff. War is hell. This is worse. A young officer just out of West Point is sent to Vietnam, where the men don't respect him until he gets wounded and returns to be a wiser soldier and a better commander. Yeah, it was worth watching. It was interesting. He, he, I kind of liked some of the ideas in here as far as Vietnam movies go. It was a little... full of itself, but yeah, whatever. Next up from 1993, American Ninja 5. Do I hmm. really need to break down the plot? Starring David Bradley. And Pat oh, yes. Morita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure they did American Ninja things. Um, VHS, correct? Oh, it's a pile of VHS coming your way. Hour 42. Mm, I'm going <laughs> to say that was probably a little too long. But I own it. Next up from 1997. Strategic Command starring Michael Dudikoff. <laughs> Apparently, I'm just going to own every Michael Dudikoff Army War movie. Uh, he is a former Marine officer, now working in the FBI as a chemical weapons designer. And fuck me if I remember a damn thing about this movie. Paul Winfield is in it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they did things. Don't remember. 1995. Okay, now this movie I remember. Blue Juice. <laughs> Starring Sean Pertwee, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Ian McGregor. Oh. And JC thinks surfing is everything. His girlfriend, Chloe, wants him to settle down. When he decides to go surfing one night with his friends from London, she throws him out. Surfing? 
or Chloe? Question mark. Uh, basically, Sean Pertwee, Pertwee rides big waves, and it's deadly, especially at this one place where they try and do it. And Ian McGregor's trying to show him up or something, and is he going to do it or is he not? And there's a lot of mistakes, like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it, but then I'm not going to. But then they tell the news that he's going to, and then his girlfriend gets mad. And eh, it was all right, movie. That actually wasn't too bad, even though it sounds kind of dumb. At close range from 1986, in 1978 Pennsylvania, an absentee father is reacquainted with his estranged teenage sons who becomes, uh, who become intrigued with his romanticized life of crime. Starring Sean Penn, Christopher Walken. And we're done. Mary Stuart Masterson. Chris Penn. I gotta finish this one since I did. Uh, yeah, this was a good movie. It was kind of tough to watch because it's fathers and sons and sons being enamored with your father that's a piece of shit. And you're like, ah, just quit that, please. But it is what it is, and it ends as bad as you assume it's going to end. I do remember that one. But good film. It was a good film, though. Even though it was uh, kind of a tough watch. Okay, you got six done. Man, I didn't do a whole lot, but I was trying to spend a little time on them. Yeah. Okay, I'll delete those later. From my list, my my my. There's fucking forty other movies on here I could talk about. Mm, yeah, me too. And and there's a lot of them that I I want to spend a little bit of time on versus the you know seconds that we have for. Yeah, we we tend to aim for the shit. Yeah. I mean, I've got five more IMDb windows up. <laughs> I had high intentions. Okay, back to you. Let's talk about some real movies. Okay, okay. So first up, I'm going to talk about um, the movie that I finished this morning. I started it last night, and then I got too tired. And uh, plus, I wanted to start that Cobra Kai show with my wife. And I'm like, ah, that seems like a show that she would probably like. So I watched the first two episodes of Cobra Kai, uh, which... Actually, I want to just briefly talk about Cobra Kai. This this is the sort of kind of, I guess it's the sequel to the original Karate Kid set years and years and years later with middle-aged Ralph Macchio and the guy that played, I think, Johnny? Yep. Uh, yeah. So, uh first two episodes are actually quite good. I like the direction that they're going with it and that uh, Johnny is kind of the burned out uh, underdog type. It, it feels like it suffers a little bit from... Uh, some writing is a little bit shaky here and there. Uh, For a a YouTube show? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I am impressed that they pulled together, you know, some of the originals from the Karate Kid movie, and it's kind of cool, and I, you know, oh, Cobra Kai is back in action, I guess. But anyway, uh, it's set, obviously it's set now, but there's enough 80s references to where I could just, I could just feel my wife next to me, her eyes rolling like, ugh. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yay. So, of course, you know, I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, anyway, that's, now I'm looped, now I'm looped into that one. But hopefully if, if there's enough 80s-ness going on, then I'll probably just say, you don't have to watch this. Cause I have a feeling that my interest level will skyrocket if, yeah, you know. Yeah, I got you. Um, you know what I'm saying. Okay, oh, yeah, so. My wife too. Um, The Devils. This is the Ken Russell movie from 1971. And I started it last night and then finished it this morning, which is a very surreal uh, thing to watch a movie called The Devils at 5.30 a.m. Uh, especially with the subject matter, because good lord, no pun intended, this is quite the movie. Have you ever watched The, the Devils or have you ever heard of it? No, I've never even heard of it. Okay, this is Vanessa Redgrave and Oliver Reed. 
this is one of the most notorious movies, like as far as editing and releases and all that. It's really? been edited. Oh yeah, it's been edited to hell. Uh, so I got a I got a copy on Blu-ray that someone burnt, and I'm not sure what. Like the transfer is fantastic. It's HD, uh, but it's I believe the most complete version of this movie, and this is one. Like a, a Wicker Man situation? Yeah. Or? Oh, yeah. Kind of. Wicker Man cross. Well, basically, okay. The storyline uh, goes. It's funny and scary how relevant this movie actually is now because this is about witch burning and you're a, you're a witch and therefore we will burn you at the stake because God, God's on our side and not yours because you're different. Um, oh, my Lord. 17th century France. Father Urbane. Grandier seeks to protect the city of uh, Ludden from the... <laughs> I know, I'm, I know. I'm, no, I'm looking at it, too. Loudon? Is, yeah. is it supposed to be London? Or no? No, no, just Loudon. Loudon. Yeah. From the corrupt establishment of Cardinal whatever. Richelieu. Uh, yeah. Hysteria occurs within the city when he is accused of witchcraft by a sexually repressed nun. And this sexually repressed nun, I wanted, I wanted to see her die so violently, but... Spoiler alert, she doesn't. Oh, I, I've got issue even with that description. A sexually repressed nun? If you take up the nunnery, you that's not repression. Yeah. You, you are, she's, you're inviting to be repressed. Yes, and she's, she, you can, she's got mental issues. Like, she corrupts her entire monastery of nuns. It, it is just debauchery. It is, I see, I totally see where Ken Russell, what he was doing with this. And I really appreciate this movie for what it is. It is a hard watch. Very hard watch because you see a flawed man of the cloth, which is Oliver Reed, but he is a truly godly man, even though he has issues like everybody does. Everybody's got issues. And then here comes the big religious leaders and they're just awful, evil scumbags. And there, seriously, there is some scary parallels to what is going on right now in our country with blindly following a heathen, awful scumbag blindly following uh because what he says is right therefore well that's what he says is right because it comes from god so we must follow him that is in this movie uh and it's in maddening maddening but uh this movie really goes for it when it gets to, when it comes to the sexuality aspect of the movie good lord again <laughs> there's an orgy that uh oh it's so in oh, it's so in Evil. I something about it is just like this is not titillating at all. This is not pleasant, um, especially with what you're. You're basically seeing religious figures come into this small village and destroy it because of religion, um, and and just what's the word I'm looking for? Superstition and that that just bullshit. And it still goes on today. Yeah, maybe not destroying a village or anything, but it that type of mindset is going on today all in the name of god and it's such bullshit such bullshit <laughs> i get you yeah okay. uh you want to do another one yes uh okay so that was the devils um dog tooth <laughs> because uh, i'm gonna get this uh director's name right because uh, uh, this is another one that, that one or, this mean, is uh dog tooth is directed by he made Yorgo, know. yorgos lanthimos yeah which yeah he directed uh, the lobster and uh, oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. carry on. So this is his first movie. 
and it's about three teenagers that live in a in an isolated compound with their mother and father, and they are not wait 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 elite. isolated compound. Do you mean like a trailer park or a cultural no, no, no. compound? It, it's a well, it's their house, but it's a compound, like it's a blocked in compound, and like red state. Yes, yeah. I mean, pretty much, and it's nice. Like they have a swimming pool. It's like the dad has a job, and he leaves via car with you know, the gate opens. He leaves. And, uh, it's hard for me to describe this movie. This is one, like, actually, I watched this movie because when I was doing a search for the weirdest movies ever, this movie came up all the time. And I'm like, well, Killing of a Sacred Deer was okay. And your review of Lobster, I'm like, uh, but I'm like, I have to watch this movie. Uh, I have to see this movie. And I'm glad I did. It actually is a very good movie. Um, man, how do I... It's so weird, it's hard for me to describe, but these parents have warped their children so much uh, that it's for their it's irreversible damaged goods, and it's they don't they do this in a almost darkly comedic way, but it's uncomfortable. So words, there are certain words that the parents will say uh, that the kids think that's what like that's what this means, like. You know, I'm just going to make something up like, hey, pick up the raspberry jam off the floor and then they'll pick up like a shoe. You see what I mean? Like, or um, your brother, uh, your brother uh, was killed by this cat, by a cat. Cats are the most dangerous creatures on earth, like kitties, cats. Uh, so you have to murder any cat that comes in here. This is the weirdness of this movie. Uh, and I get, and here's the thing, I get what, he was doing by making this movie is showing this is what happens. Obviously this is an extreme situation, but when parents are too overtly uh, like dictatorship over their kids, you're, you're, you're going to be screwed in the end. The parents are going to be screwed. And this goes bad. This goes so bad. Uh, They, the dad brings in one of his coworkers. She's a security guard and she fucks the son like just to get his sexual urgings out, and it's it's shown. And like honestly, like I would be surprised if this is not like real sex because it feels real, but it's very unsexy, um, and it's all done so uh, so robotic. Like okay, now you ejaculate so that you don't have urges, so that you can I can keep you repressed here in this compound. Um, they play, God Almighty, they play games where. It's the most fucked up... Th- oh, this movie is so insane. And then... Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, accidentally, our security guard... Uh, not accidentally, but she has some VHS tapes. Rocky is one of them, and there's another movie. And she barters with one of the sisters to lick her. So, basically, to, you know, lick her pussy. And I'll let you have these movies. So she does very robotically, and there's, again, sex is, uh, sex is nothing in this movie. It's basically just to get it done so that we can get on to the next thing, whatever. It's so rapey, uh, and incesty, because we, there's very incesty things going on then towards the end of the movie. But the oldest sister, all through the movie, she has these, you can tell that she's, she knows something isn't quite right, but she doesn't know any better. She, she's, does not know any better at all. So she doesn't know any better. Uh, 
once your dog, the reason the movie is called Dog Tooth is because once, once your dog tooth fa- falls out, then you can leave the house, I guess, or you can leave the compound, uh, which means that one of your tooth, to- one of your teeth falls out and it's, it's your dog tooth. I, it, it doesn't make any sense because none of this movie makes sense. They all bark like dogs to chase away any cats around the compound. Um, I'm jumping all over the place, but this movie is truly a unique. Oh, it sounds unique, but unique doesn't necessarily mean good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so she, the, this teenage girl, she barters with the security guard. She watches these movies. Well, she's never seen anything like this because all they have to watch is like this one, like one or two home videos that they shot themselves. So all of a sudden there's words that she's never heard before. Um, and so she, Gets the idea. I'm going to just knock my dog tooth out and I'm going to, something is not right. I want to get out of here. Um, and it takes a very, 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 very dark. Oh, this movie is so incesty and, oh, it's hard to watch. That was a, I've never seen anything like it. That would, that would have made my weirdest movies of all time list for sure. And I did like it enough that it would have been included. It wasn't like one of those where I'm like, this is terrible. You, though, <laughs> I don't think you'd like this. Oh, I, I guess you should be jumping all over the lobster, in my opinion. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that, and I'm hearing, mm, not going to watch Dogtooth. And <laughs> how in the hell do I transition from, well, now let's talk about Captain Marvel. That just doesn't seem like that's going to work. <laughs> oh, but Dogtooth, so incest and... um. Oh, and also there, there's airplanes that fly overhead and they're like, oh, I hope today's the day that, that the airplane falls from the sky. And every now and then the mom and dad will throw like a little toy airplane. Uh, then it lands like, oh, that one fell from the sky. Dogtooth. Woohoo. Back to you. <sighs> I mean, I, so your thumbs up on this or? You know, uh, alternate reality, alternate timeline. Eugene thinks that this is a pretty good movie. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but AKA this... future timeline, Eugene. <laughs> Yes. Well, yes. you can't change the past, so I won't even bother trying. Yeah, you might as well not. But boy, seeing like a family dressed up in their underwear on all fours, I mean, like what dogs. the fuck? Like everything you talk about, every damn thing you bring up is. <sighs> oh, there's just lots it just of, sounds oh, like random scenes of an. It, it sounds is, like it demo. Is. That's what it sounds like. And you know what? Maybe that's why I'm like, this is okay. This is okay. Lots of licking too, by the way. Like, hey, Dad, can I lick your ear? He's like, okay. Like, what? All right, I guess they're going for it. They're licking. There's lots of licking. Ugh. Oh, and but, oh, one, one part you'd appreciate is the dad is pissed off at the security guard for the whole VHS issue. And so he confronts her about it at her, at, at her apartment. And he, uh, as she's talking and explaining herself, he just gets up and walks over to the VCR and he just is casually unplugging it. And then he picks it up and he just bashes her head in with the VCR player. I'm like, ah, Eric would like this maybe. Probably not. Uh- Abusing a VHS player, a not VCR? so much. And and the VHS tapes, he he smashes these VHS tapes over his daughter across his daughter's face. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, it's 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 Yorgos Lanthimos. Like, is that good or bad? Yeah. Or? Oh, and there's no music too. So like, whenever there whenever there's sex going on, I'm like. Like, oh, you're, like, he's, she's jerking him off, and then, like, then they slowly get their underwear off. I'm like, ah, oh, have some music on, do something, even if it's wacky. Like, there's nothing going on, it's just quiet, 
And then a couple thrusts and, you know, the bed. And then, you know, he, uh, I'm assuming he comes and then it's pull up the whitey tidies and, you know, she gets dressed and then she's not satisfied, obviously. So it's like, well, maybe the daughter can lick me. Which even that, and like, oh, your brother just fucked, you know, like, uh, there's, there's clean, like, cleanliness issues, hygiene issues, and licking. Dude, it just all comes back to licking and barking. Hey, I could talk about this movie well, for a while. I'm, now, the more I think about it, the more I, 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 like I don't this understand movie. what's happening right now. I really don't. I'm <laughs> more confused than Endgame, and I didn't think oh. that was possible. Oh, and there's also blindfolds, and they, like, do a game where they're walking around the compound in blindfolds, and one of them's swimming with a blindfold on, and then, Anyway, yes. So I, uh, it's a it's a thumbs I guess sideways, a, sideways kind of yeah. But I own it on Blu-ray, folks. And you could watch it if you want because it's on I think on Hoopla or Canopy. It's one of it's on one of those. Um, you should oh, check it out. Judas Priest, I'm exhausted <laughs> from that. I no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about something happy? Because that was depressing as fuck. Oh, oh yeah, because I went from the devils to dog tooth. Yeah. Usually Dude. you go bad and then good, and this time you went... Bad to awful. <sighs> yeah, wow. But good. I mean, all the shit that I was excited to talk about, the recently, like the new movies that I've watched, now I'm just, I'm just drained, and I feel like <laughs> this is stupid. You're watching over there some kind of high art that nobody can understand, oh. and I'm, I'm watching Spandex. Oh. Uh, Carol Danvers becomes one of the universe's most powerful <laughs> heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between alien races. And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have high hopes for this movie, um, but it was pretty damn awesome. I really liked it. I, uh, I mean, you have sucked all the life out of me with that review. <laughs> just I'm dead all I'm thinking, I, Now I'm just thinking about random. Like I'm just like, oh, them eating cake was disgusting somehow, and I'm like, I can't. I gotta focus on Captain Marvel now instead of cake eating and dog barking and hey, come on. Just everything uh. you said in that review was just a random thought. None of them were connected. That's because the movie is like that. That's yeah, still, like literally. I, I believe you, but <laughs> starring Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson, <laughs> Ben Mendelsohn. Um, yeah, it's good shit. Real good. Didn't really care for how he lost his eye. I thought that was kind of dumb, but uh, good movie. Good. Did you like the, hey, it's all, I'm only happy when it rains? Uh, Didn't they do that? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The music could, yeah, mm. we get yeah. it. Like, relax. Yeah, they did it a lot. Uh, there's some parts I'm like, ah, all right, cool, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then other or parts I'm like, something I'm, I'm, I'm just a girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, like, I was fine with it being uber 90s music choices, but Something different. It didn't have to be so on the nose with every single one. Agreed. And I think that's why Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, did it right with their song choices. Some of them, some of them I've never heard before, but I'm like, I, I can tell that's a song from that era instead and, of and the most popular song of 1994 or whatever. Yeah. And with the, I'm just a girl, it, it was, yeah, but you're fighting a girl. So, I mean, she's a girl, girl power too, but bad girl. It just didn't, some of those song choices just didn't quite work. Agreed. Yep. I'm right there with you. And Uh, at the time... It wasn't a deal killer for me, though. I I was really surprised by this movie, dude. I I was not impressed with the trailers. My expectations were low. And I quite enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, me too. 
It was it was surprisingly better than I thought it would be, especially after my first botched theater job on that one. I'm like, like I I'm probably not going to much care for this movie. But then when I had a good a, a good experience and could focus, I'm like, no, this was this was pretty damn good. Do you think that they're gonna like the characters in that movie are going to be seen again in the MCU? Well, they have to at some point. I mean, yeah, yeah they'll keep it going. It, it, did it make money? Then yes. <laughs> yes. So Jude Law, oh, what happens to Jude Law? I just he, remember he gets that sent back to his home planet uh, and he failed or whatever. Yeah. So we could see Jude Law again. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah. And I had a friend online that one of my buddies that said he hated it because he thought her acting Brie Larson was just wooden and terrible. So I was really trying to pay attention to that and. Man, my sinuses are still fuckered up. Man. <laughs> so I tried to really pay attention, you know, to her acting and see what I thought. And, you know, there were a couple of scenes where she was really wooden, but not throughout the entire thing. Most of the movie, she was good. But there were a couple of scenes where eh, maybe we should have done a second take. I think that is da-da-da, just very stiff. Uh, but... Overall, fine. I, I just felt like, well, maybe we should have used the B take on that one. Wasn't a big mm-hmm. deal. But I see what he was talking about. Okay, next up. Alita, Battle Angel. Oh, yes. Now, again, I was really looking forward to this one, but expectations in check. I actually expected to like this one more than Captain Marvel, and I, I would say I'm right about at the same level with both of them. This movie, I don't know how it did theatrically. Uh, okay maybe it did okay i think worldwide it did pretty decent but i think 80 to 85 here in the states but it's a pretty big budget movie yeah uh directed by robert rodriguez who i'm always rooting for written by james cameron who uh who um, he's awesome too i i kind of wish we would have got james cameron's version of this because anytime you go james cameron science fiction futury stuff i'm in Uh, whatever it is i'm in that's that's his shit that i love the most uh, but handing it off to Robert Rodriguez because he's too busy making 11 teen Avatar movies? Okay, if you're going to hand it off to somebody, I'm glad that it was him. And while some of the first trailers, the CGI was dodgy and cleaned up in the trailers that came after, by the time they got to... This dude, this movie kicked... This movie whipped ass! Oh, nice. This movie was, oh, so much fun. I had a blast with it. I, this... Absolute Blu-ray. Oh, so badass. Um, Christoph Waltz, Jennifer Connelly, good cast. Who is this main girl? Rosa Salazar as Alita. Awesome! Uh, there, don't go look at... Ed Screen is in it too, which kudos to him. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Don't go look at... The, Jeff Fahey. Oh, oh cool. my, my boy Robert Rodriguez always throwing a bone to his buddy Jeff Fahey. I love that shit. Don't look too deep in the cast list past that, because most of this movie... And I'll tell you, here's my biggest disappointment. I didn't realize I was getting into a Kill Bill Volume 1 situation. And until the ver- until the movie was over. And then I was like, you got to be... Oh, fuck, no! I want to see what happens next, damn it! Come on! It- it's a Kill Bill Volume 1 situation. And through most of the movie, they're talking about this bad guy. I don't even, oh, I can't even remember what his name is or whatever. The leader, he's got some kind of generic name. The guy up there, he's up, up in the clouds and he controls everything. And they're talking about him and you never see him and they're trying to get to him. 
And then at the very, very, very end of the movie, they show him. It's like one of the last shots of the movie. And it's a big actor. So to see him... Oh, holy shit, is that... It is! I actually rewound it a couple of times, because I didn't know he was in this movie. Ah, uh, yeah. They didn't tell you because the second after they show him as the big bad guy, roll credits. Oh. Literally at the climax of the movie, roll credits. I was like, son of a bitch! But uh, honestly, it's not necessarily a fault of the movie. Like, it, 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 it's a compliment. I want more! I want more. I can't wait to see what happens next. Give me more. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, it ended there. And it, again, it was, it was kind of a pacing or a timing issue is, is where I, I had an issue with it because in most movies you have the climax, it's the highest part of the movie. And then they, ah, they let you relax. And then you have the, the scene where the heroes get their medals, except for Chewbacca, because Leia, Leia is a, a speciesist. We'll get into that later. Okay. And and and, and ah, they 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 let you kind of <sighs> moist towelette, clean yourself up after you come. This movie didn't. It was like come and done. It was like fuck. I want more. Ah, <laughs> uh, but you did not get more. Hopefully, the movie made enough money that they we will get to see the next part of it because. That was sweet, and I really love that actor. That was cool. Uh, you should check it out. I think you will totally dig this movie. I, thumbs up for me, man. This was solid and deserved to make a bunch of money. I'm going to go uh, back over to you, but I'm going to go look up how much money this thing made. Okay, and I, w- I wanted to say also with that movie, from what I hear, that was another one that really benefited from the 3D in the theater. I so... can see that being true, but I, yeah, it was 2D for me. Yeah. Um... Okay, so, uh, wait, let's... wait, 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 where are we at here? Oh, no, uh, coming soon. We gotta do, we gotta wrap up. Ah, we didn't even talk about Drive Across Concrete. Should we just wait for that next week? You know what? Fuck it. Let's do that, and then we'll be done. Okay. Drive Across Concrete. This is Greg Zaller, I believe. He's the guy that made Bone Tomahawk and Brawl in Cell, Brawl, Cell Block 99. This is his newest one, starring Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn, and this movie kicked ass. Uh, in fact, this is probably sitting at number two favorite movie of the year for me, right behind uh, Avengers Endgame. I loved every minute of this two-hour, 39-minute movie. I loved the acting. I loved the story as it slowly unfolded, and then the sudden bursts of violence. There's a little tiny bit of comedy here and there, but um, this is how you write a great movie and then how you direct and act in a great movie. Everything about this worked perfectly for me. I knee-jerk reaction, I gave it five stars because I'm like, I'm, I'm never bored. The acting is flawless. I love where it was going and how it ended. Um, this guy's three for three. Like, I may have liked Bone Tomahawk a bit more just because it's horror western but this movie is i think you're gonna change your opinion on repeat viewing of that i I think you'll just bring it as far as his movies go i think it might slide down a little bit because a lot it's it's still a really good movie it's just a lot of that movie is kind of slow oh i loved it though and i broke it up into two nights so i'm talking about bone tomahawk i'm not talking about drag cross oh i'm saying bone tomahawk you're still saying that's number one i think that's i think so and I haven't seen it in a couple of years now, so yeah. I... I don't disagree with you on Dragged Across Concrete. That that was a knee-jerk five-star for me, too. That was... I, it was so good. The acting, like... 
just to, just to watch Vince Vaughn. I mean, just aggressively eating a, a chicken or a egg salad sandwich in the car. And I'm like, oh, like he's going for it. And I'm, I don't know why I really liked that part. I'm like, <laughs> it just crunch, it's crunch, so gross. crunch. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what it was, but it was gross. It was, I don't know. It just, everything about like I bought those characters so much. Like they are cops. They felt like the parts they were playing. Mel Gibson still shows what a great actor he can be. And you might want to touch on the <laughs> the racisty stuff. Um, yeah, they, they they kind of. I, he's one of those. He's a controversial figure in Hollywood now, as far as getting him to do stuff because. He has a history of some racial tirades or whatnot. Yeah. And how do I go about addressing this? But I, they made a comment in there at one point. Oh, you mean only one person on the phone call has to know that it's being recorded for it to be legal? And he said, I don't know. I don't even remember what he said. But that had to be directly addressing the situation he had with his wife or yeah. ex-wife where she was recording him on the phone and he, she knew and he did not. And he was just, you don't need to be blowing me in the hot tub or whatever the hell he was saying. Like yeah. one of his rants. <clears throat> uh, and I, I'm, I kind of respect that in a way because it's still questionable to put him in movies, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but more because of the, his Jewy rants that he's gone on. But, that the director had to say something to him about that. Like I'm, or you had to read that in the script and know you're, I'm directly talking to Mel Gibson. <laughs> and, and then yeah. later you got the, the, when he has the, kind of the face off with the African-American guy and he, the guy goes, calls him the N word and he goes back at you. Like that is just flagrant in the face of the shit that he's done. Oh, I know. So <laughs> I don't know quite how to feel about some of that stuff. I'm kind of conflicted, but, uh, I agree with everything you said about the movie. The movie rocks. It's just damn good. And yeah. two, I have not, I, it's been a long time since I've had two hours and damn near 40 minutes feel like an hour 20. It just went by just like that. Poof. Even when it's just, when they're just talking in the car or when they're driving around following the bad guys, so invested. And when they introduce, um, the lady with the baby. Uh, and I, I knew that was coming. Uh, yeah. See, I have, I, I know that actress very well because she was uh, on Dexter. I, I've been with her for oh. eight seasons, and she was uh, Emily from Exorcism of Emily Rose. That's I'm like, oh, that's Emily Rose, lady. But uh, I loved how how that character was introduced and her, how they. Well, when they were spending so much time with her, I knew. Yeah, especially this director. This this director, director, you're you're fucked. Yeah, all bets are off with this director, as we've seen with all three of his movies now. And man, was this great! Uh, I, uh, Stephen and uh, and TJ, you guys need to check this movie out. Our sometimes co-hosts and all of you other listeners out there. Also, Don Johnson rules, and Udo Kier is in this. Yep, it's the best thing I can say about it too. uh, From the writing standpoint, is it was not predictable. I mean, some little things along the way were predictable, but it, it, you never knew where that thing was going. No. It was, we're doing this, now we're doing this, now we're doing this. It was what, what I've told you before when it comes to writing, uh, cause you've dabbled. 
I said, yeah. think of a character. What does he do next? What does he do next? What happens next? Make it crazy. Don't make it predictable. Just uh, a normal person going about their life and making decisions, good or bad. <clears throat> and that's what this was. Just da 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 end. And it, it was not predictable. This was far from your typical three-act structure. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, even the, the villains, which there's three main villains in this movie, two of which are always in masks, which I... What did you think about that? That we never I thought they were terrifying. And they I, were I terrifying. desperately wanted to know about them. But if Nothing. I would have found out about them, it would have lost the magic. It, they they were the JJ's mystery box. And mm. uh they were a magic trick. A magic trick is awesome until you figure out how it's done. Then you don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Just just like they say in the prestige. They they won't give a shit about you if you tell them how it's done. And those guys were terrifying. Yeah. They're, that was like gutting that one guy. Oh, and I know. Don't hit the liver. The liver just smells terrible, especially in black no. guys. Like, what the fuck is what I know that it's mean? so fucked up. And yeah. it like, and they were dressed obviously as killers, but I'm like, they were essentially slasher killers in a horror movie is what they finally turned into to, into to me with how they looked and how we're not going to find out any of their backstory. They're just merciless, soulless killers. Yeah, they were mercenaries. They were pure yeah. mercenaries. But damn, damn, damn good movie. I am surprised, well, I guess I'm not. Uh, you know, it, I'm sure it got a very limited release, but it's sad that movies like this don't get a wider release or more. Well, they're, they're it's 42nd Street. He's making 70s exploitation films. He is, he is. And they're, oh. they're, they're not going to get Oscar nominated. <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. I highly doubt it. Acting is great. Yep. But anyway. uh, Alita, Battle Angel, you were right. 85 million domestic, 320 million foreign for a total of $404 million. Half, uh, oh, well, not quite half a billion dollars. On a production budget of 170. I would say that turned a profit enough to warrant a sequel. Man, I hope. Even if, I, I haven't seen it yet, but hopefully, even if they decide to just maybe go all CGI like, or like a, make a, an animated movie or something. Something, please. I, I think that's an, come on. Even uh, uh, what, what do you think their uh, what do you think their budget was for production? Or I mean, uh, uh, no, I'm drawing right, a blank. Right. We're both idiots. Pro- promotional. Uh, there you go. Promotional yeah. budget. What do you think that was? That, I, I don't feel like it was a hundred million dollars. I don't feel like that was super super promoted. No, I don't either. Uh, boy, I don't know. I mean, let's, I saw oh, some. Pre- oh, hold on. Let's say it was. Let's say it was a hundred million. That puts it at a hundred and seventy million, and it made four hundred. That's, yeah, it's close. I'll bet that wasn't a hundred million dollar budget. Uh, yeah, I'll bet it wasn't. Promotion. Yeah. I'll watch it. I'm looking forward to it. I wish I could have seen that in 3D though, because I had heard that that's a, that's one of those where it's cool to check it out in 3D. Damn good movie. Okay. Coming soon and we'll wrap up and I get to go first. And guess what? Hoopla has a whole bunch of shit and here's yes. what I'm going to be watching on it. Lawnmower Man, Director's Cut, Airport 77, Future World, Neon Demon, Knuckleball, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, Return to Nukem High Part 1, Triple Threat. Triple Threat. You remember that trailer? No. Oh, I'll, I'll go, go. Tell me what you got coming soon and I'll look that up. I'll tell you. I'll oh, Tony Jaw. Oh, yes. yeah, that looks badass. And That's the guy, on there? And the guy from uh, High Rise, not High Rise, whatever the. 
By the way, one of the greatest spaghetti westerns of all time is on... Uh, I'm not sure if it's on... I think it's on Canopy. <clears throat> uh, the Great Silence. Oh. You should check that one out. That is a it. fantastic movie. Klaus Kinski is in that, and it is... That's right up there with the original Django as far as the best uh, spaghetti western ever made. I It was fantastic. Triple Threat. Tony Jaw, Tiger Hugh Chen, Iko Uwais. Know him. Scott Atkins is in this movie. Hey! Michael okay, J. Well, White. That's, a, that's uh, an immediate... Iko. You know Iko. He is from that fucking movie. The Raid. And The Raid 2. Oh, okay. And Star Wars Episode 7. Awesome. Yeah. All three of those guys in the same movie. That's going to kick ass. Okay, what do you got coming soon? Um, I've got uh, the rest of Cobra Kai Season 1, if uh, all goes as planned. I'm looking forward to watching that. And uh, you watched a Jalo a while ago, probably on the roulette, and probably on YouTube, called The Black Belly of the Tarantula. Did you not? Maybe? I thought you watched that. I don't know. Well, I, I have it on Blu-ray, so that's going to be watched, of course. Um, I've been itching for another Kill Bill rewatch one and two. Uh, just, I just, I've got that Kill Bill itch. I gotta get scratched. So that's gonna, probably gonna happen here pretty soon. Uh, I'm getting Black Hawk Down 4K. I can't wait to watch all that gory goodness, uh, that uplifting movie yeah, here again no, soon. No, thank you. No, thank you. Yep. Um, tie my veins back together. No, oh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Up. Oh, ooh, nope. Never mind. You're dead. Oh, uh, can't. Yeah. Can't do it. Um, another movie called The Brain, uh, about a gigantic brain that's trying to take over a small town. And of course, it's an 80s movie that Scream Factory released. Uh, Brain Damage, another one I'm getting. Oh, it's a brainy type of double feature. Uh, Brain Damage, which is about this creature that lives inside this guy's brain that he, he pulls out of his ear. Frank, uh, Henenlotter directed it. He directed, uh, Frankenhooker. And he directed Brain Damage. So, cheers for me. Yeah. Brains. High art. You're, yep. you're all over the high art. Yep. Um, anything else? Uh, and then just some more. I, I wanted to get around to the Brady Bunch movies. I went to review those. Why? Why? You, you uh, told me you're watching them. I was like, why? They are probably some of my favorite comedies of all time. Like, easily top five comedies of all time. Shut Brady up. Bunch. No, they're not. Oh, not oh, top they're five. so good. Okay, maybe, but they're not top five. I mean, better than Monty Python. Ah, uh, <sighs> oh, but they're, they're witty. Oh, uh, coming in a couple weeks, our top ten comedies, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh, it's funny, you see, right? You're... Oh, groovy. You're Skype, groovy. Skype Skype is not frozen. This happening sort of way. You're a groovy chick in us. Ah, I like that talk, that lingo. It's funny and Marsha Brady is mmm. Cheers. <laughs> oh, she gets a nose smack. <laughs> Should I just re- I'm tempted to review it. No, I got to go. Smack. I got to take the kid to the doctor. Ah, but Marsha Brady is her and Greg and in the sequel and the Marsha? Yes, Greg. Oh, <laughs> I love that part. It's like, ah, oh, more incesty stuff. I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> I'm Eric Warner. See you next time.
Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.